Member Maker is brought to you by MemberSpace. MemberSpace makes it easy to run a membership business by plugging into your existing website so you can protect any page content you choose. Your members can also sign up and manage their account without ever leaving your site. Learn more and start a free trial at memberspace.com. Welcome to Member Maker, a podcast about how to build a sustainable membership business. I'm your host, Ward Sandler, the co-founder of MemberSpace. Today, I'll be chatting with Laura Phillips, the founder of Love to Launch, about her journey to becoming an entrepreneur, how she's using live coaching to build a relationship with her members, and how she's willing to scrap a program if it's not helping members get positive results. Hey, Laura, welcome to MemberMaker. Hi, Ward. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So what is your business and who do you help? So I run a launch strategy and coaching company and we do private consulting, we do team trading uh, and online coaching and we help our clients have more fun, more easy and profitable online launches. So we work with course creators and coaches and experts, authors and membership business owners as well. So um, we just help people have the most fun and successful launch they've ever had, mainly without the stress because it can be quite a stressful thing going through a launch process. Yeah, for sure. So the actual niche of what you're helping is people with launching a course or a membership or something along those lines. Did you have experience with that yourself before you were teaching others how to do it? I did. And it was just one of those businesses that I accidentally fell into, like we all do, of course. <laughs> so I, uh, back in my um, corporate career, I used to run a, a digital agency and kind of quit. And I thought, okay, I'm going to have this like freedom business and launched my own e-commerce agency. And, and it was great for like the first couple of years. And then as that grew, we had 40 clients in five different time zones and it was absolute chaos. And, and I was burnt out. So actually it was my own journey of creating my courses uh, in all different kinds of um, different media within marketing that then people started asking me, Laura, how are you doing this? It looks like you're having so much fun. We want to learn how to launch. And then that's how my company Love to Launch was born. And I guess the most fun part of that is actually my own membership, which is called Launch and Thrive. So yeah, completely fell into it by accident, but I've always been in marketing. I've been marketing for the past 14 years. So this is uh, what I love. It's my passion. I'm a complete marketing geek. But for me, like launches are just fun because it blends the creativity and like the science part of marketing. So it's uh, it's a great niche to be in. Yeah. And for sure it pays off pretty quickly. Like if you're helping somebody with a launch and they have a good launch, they immediately get an ROI from what they just paid you. Absolutely. It makes such a huge difference. I mean, yeah, I've been in marketing for such a long time and there's never been a strategy that has worked so well and so consistently. Uh, and that's why we love what we do. I mean, our amazing students actually over the past six weeks have generated maybe $800,000 in revenue. And I just don't think there's any other marketing strategy out there that gets people instant results, even if they hate the tech. So for me, it's just such a joy to see those people go from like zero to five figure and six figure in a really short space of time. It's wonderful. Right. So what are you actually charging for this? So we have a higher ticket membership. So we actually charge two, four, seven pounds a month. So that's around like the $300 mark. And we have that because there's so much live coaching in there. I never wanted this to be like a membership that is huge, that has thousands of members. I want it to be light. I wanted it to be fun, but also I didn't want this to feel like a really 
heavy thing to always have to bring people into. I get to know my members on a, on a really intimate basis. Like I know so much about their business, about their launches, about their struggles and their challenges. So my pricing strategy was really to go higher and have less people. I just wanted low stress. And I also wanted to get to know my people better. Gotcha. So two forty seven a month in pounds, and do you also offer annual pricing or any other, or is that really it? Yeah, we do. So we don't always offer this. We kind of do like some upgrades throughout the year, and depending on when we launch this. Uh, but we do like a, a ten month offer, so they get two months free. And we've probably got a good split between uh, people who pay monthly and people pay annual. It's generally down to where they're at in business at the time that they join. But most people do actually upgrade to annual a bit later in the year. Yeah. And I think maybe an intentional consequence of this is the kind of people that you're attracting with that price point, they need to have had some success, I would imagine, in business to be able to afford that. So you're not, I would imagine you're not starting with complete newbies. So when you are actually helping them, the impact is probably even grander. Absolutely. And actually, I, I used to have a lower ticket membership that was a much lower price and it was around the $70 mark. And for me, I wanted to have this thing where people could join and even if they were just starting from zero, they could get a result. But what I found was that for me and my market, they need to have a bit more skin in the game. They need to have had some success with building an audience, with putting some offers out there and to actually have some money in the bank to be able to invest in their launch and, and growing their audience. And so as much as I wanted to be able to serve like the complete beginner with no budget, the truth was the higher ticket model for my business market worked a lot better. And it's a challenge, but for me, I had those two memberships working alongside each other. And I, I just noticed there was this big difference between the people who were willing to pay that little bit more in how they were going to show up in their business and the results they got. And also because they've got a bit more skin in the game with, in terms of how much they've invested they also work that bit harder so they get much quicker results so I found that the the people who paid less also took their time and, and I wanted people to have speed so for me it's been a quite insightful process like having the two of those running alongside each other and then ultimately just choosing that higher ticket membership yeah it's a real win-win and I think it's a good reminder for people listening that what you're charging for your membership it says a lot about your business and, and the kind of people that you're going to attract, the kind of businesses, if you're selling to businesses that you're going to attract wildly can change depending on how much you're charging. And a lot of people are, are sometimes scared to charge too much because they're worried no one's going to sign up. But as you see, by charging too little, sometimes you attract the wrong kind of customer that might give you too much support, might not be getting the right amount of benefits. And it's actually more headache than it's worth. And charging more would have gotten you the right person. You need less of them overall. And again, like you said, you can help, you actually make more of an impact in their business. Absolutely. And I think a lot of this boils down to your personality as well, because I'm a hands-on coach. I need to get to know my members. I need to be working with them. And having that lower ticket offer that I was quite hands-off, it didn't fulfill me. It didn't make me feel like I was, you know, building my business with purpose. And so I think you really need to tune into that when you're creating offers and you're, you're building a membership. It's like, how do I actually feel when I'm running this? And for me, I just didn't feel good not having that kind of close relationship with my members. So I think that's an important thing to pay attention to as you grow in. Yeah. So when you were first starting and you were doing the e-com agency and you went from that to the first steps of creating a membership launch for yourself, what did you do to actually build up that audience? Did you simply just email your e-commerce agency clients or was it or something else? 
I had to completely start from scratch. <laughs> so that was uh, definitely uh, an interesting time. And I completely started from scratch with a new Facebook page, with a new list, because I had this really kind of broad audience of people who followed me for all kinds of different things, for, for web advice, for broader digital marketing, you know, for e-commerce. And although it's definitely like a, a small fraction of those people who followed with me, I had to start from scratch. And so I did that with creating a new Facebook group. I did an online challenge. I did a small amount of paid traffic just to get the ball rolling to do a three-month beta, uh, as you guys have crossed the pond would say, beta, <laughs> to get those people in. So it was really starting from scratch, but you don't need that many people in an initial launch to get the ball rolling. So from there, we went from a three-month beta to a 12-month, and then we moved into a rolling membership. But it's all been through Facebook groups, online challenges, and a little bit of paid as well. But if I'm honest, I just think when you're building your audience, if you are consistent and building an organic audience, you're not going to have to pay as much with, with paid advertising anyway. So it was definitely a combination, but the online challenge with a Facebook group was the big thing that got the ball rolling with that. And just so we're clear, when you say an online challenge, is that simply just letting people in the group know, hey, we're doing this challenge. It involves X, Y, and Z that you need to do. Who wants to join me? Is it just something like kind of loose like that? Yeah, it was. And it was quite funny because I never actually intended to launch my membership. What I was trying to do at the time was do a bit of research. I was going to write a book. And so I started this Facebook group and I was like, guys, come and join. I'm going to do this really fun five-day challenge. I'm going to teach you about digital products, you know, how to get started with affiliate marketing and create just like this really fun five-day thing that they were taking part in. And I realized when these guys got to the end of the, the challenge that I didn't have anything to offer them. And they were like, Laura, we need, to, we need something from you. So I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to do like this three-month coaching program. And that was the foundation of this you know, very accidental launch of my, of my membership. Uh, that was like two and a half years ago now. So yeah, it was a, a challenge. But actually, how I see how launches have evolved, there's a lot of people out there doing five-day challenges. So actually, what I prefer to do now is more of a a launch experience. So I'll do something like a boot camp or a party where I just get to show up and teach. So it's less of a kind of a five day challenge, do this, do that, but people being immersed in a learning experience, which actually for what I do is, is in complete alignment with what they get when they join my membership. So it's more of a coaching experience more than anything, but that's been an evolution over the past three or four launches with that, that people just now join because they want to be immersed in this like week long experience, which is exactly what they get in the membership. Right, right. That makes sense. So from when you've initially launched till now, and you've definitely had some success here, what along the way, do you have any examples of what maybe hasn't worked in terms of strategies or initiatives that you've tried? Yeah, so for me, Evergreen actually was a, it was quite a challenging one. I think because it's such a, a hands-on experience with my membership that when it was Evergreen and when we were running webinars and they were on autopilot, it was so hands-off that there wasn't that congruency between what people got and what they got during that experience. And we just weren't bringing the right people in. So for me, like Evergreen hasn't worked that well, but I've got friends within the industry who Evergreen is their thing. But for me, that wasn't. So I guess I encourage your audience to try different things. So for us, launch experiences, absolutely. Doing live webinars, yes. And I don't use slides. So I just turn up and, and just teach what I know for an hour. And it's, it's really fun. It's like so low stress. 
But whenever we've done anything that's automated and evergreen, we don't quite get the right quality of people in. So that definitely hasn't worked. And of course, for me, that that low ticket hands-off membership definitely did not work for us within Love to Launch. It's all about high touch. It's about getting to know our people. It's why we charge more because we don't necessarily want like thousands and thousands of people. We want a smaller audience of the right people. And we've got 70 members. So it's really fun and light. And so everything that we do with launches is about bringing in those amazing people and getting to know them. So we now do less launches, but we do them better. Uh, we do a much nicer experience to bring in those people. So we do less hands off in terms of maybe like some of the organic strategies, but everything we do with the launch is all like hands on and we create that experience. So for us, that's been interesting because my background in e-commerce was all about, let's see what we can automate. Let's build out some funnels. Like let's do loads of paid advertising. And I was obsessed with evergreen funnels at the beginning of my career, but now it's like all about that totally hands-on experience. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that having a really hands-on experience is something that is best done if you don't have an enormous volume of members, right? Um, Absolutely. With what you're doing, and it, it might sound like obvious to say, but I don't think everybody always thinks about it by charging, you know, three figures, right? 247 instead of charging, say, 24 pounds a month, you're charging 10 times as much money as a 24 pound a month plan, but you also need 10 times as less members to make the same amount of money, which again, that sounds like obvious math, but to really think about what that means, it's like, yeah, you you can charge more, but you, you also, on the other side of it, you get to have way less members and that means you get to be more hands-on, that means you get less support Quest, less tech issues, all that kind of stuff. So I think people really need to think about that when it comes to the pricing, you know? Absolutely. You know, less fail payments as well, because we just have such a really close relationship with the, the people we bring on board. Instead of us bringing on more content, we really doubled down on the actual coaching experience. So an example of that was actually we hired a community mentor instead of a community manager. And so within the membership space, as you know, like having that community is super important, but you're going to need someone to run that for you. And us, instead of it feeling like it needs to be managed, just having that person on board who could take on some of those like coaching tasks, that's been game changing. And, and of course that Susan, our community mentor, she has a really close relationship with all of our members as well. So we just doubled down on that, that coaching piece, that thing that works really, really well. And that's why we can charge a premium for it because there's not many memberships out there that have that kind of level of coaching, especially not in our space. So we wanted to create something that was completely different and it, it makes it really easy to market as well. You know, you're, you're talking about why your membership is different and there is nothing out there like that. And it's really played upon my strengths, but it's also like really looked at what's the problem with people's launches right now? Where are they struggling and creating a membership that really addresses all of those problems? So I think you do need to be a bit more tuned in these days into what your market need, but also what plays to your, your best strengths. And for me, the coaching aspect is the bit that I love. It's the bit that I'm best at, but it's also, it's what our audience needs. It's like that amazing sweet spot that we've found. And, and it's been a a wonderful two-year journey of finding that, but now we're here. It's beautiful. Yeah. So uh, real quick, I want to touch on again with the the lower price point that you had that was mm-hmm. running in, in parallel there. You said it was like 70 pounds a month or so. How long was that running in parallel before you decided to kind of cut it out? 
I had it running for 15 months before I just went, you know what, I, I just can't do this anymore. And it was super frustrating because although it was fairly hands-off, they did have a monthly coaching call with me where they could bring their challenges. And I just found that people were kind of stuck and not making that progress and they would be always delaying their launch. And I just, I think because it's so low ticket, it was 50 pounds, which is around $70 it's almost like kind of gym membership territory for them. It's like, oh, okay, well, if I don't do it this month, it doesn't really matter. But when you're paying that little bit extra, having that skin in the game, you need to get that money back in your business. And they just didn't have that sense of urgency. So there was 15 months of running those things alongside each other. And actually it wasn't a huge amount of stress in terms of management because the content that was in my lower ticket was also my higher ticket, but the higher ticket people, they got more coaching. But for me, it it just didn't feel right. And I think you have to really listen to your gut in those moments. And there came that time where I was like, guys, I'm going to have to shut this down because (laughs) you're not taking action and I'm not serving you by having this this really easy option. So a few of them moved into uh, my other program, uh, Let's Launch Together, which is a 12-week program. Then they moved into Launch and Thrive. And it just really felt like the great decision for us. For people listening, do you have any tips on how they can maybe tune into their gut a bit more on that decision? Like, for example, do you wish you had closed that down sooner? Or do you think when you closed it after 15 months of running it, that was the right time to do it? So uh, the initial plan with that, and it was called the Path to Profit, was all about taking people through a launch program that was a bit longer. So it was probably going to take them six months. We had lots of different types of content. So I felt like after six to eight months, they would have, have had enough time to have gone through the audience building, to have gone through creating a launch, maybe a challenge or a webinar. So I wanted to give it that time. And I think then when I got to that year point, I said, I'm just going to give this three more months. And if it still hasn't got to the point where people are taking action, we tried a few different things. We brought in different sessions and people still weren't getting the results that I wanted. It was at that point that I said, look, this, this has to stop. And it was sad. It was definitely a moment of feeling like you're letting people down, but actually I wasn't serving them by giving them the easy path. I needed them to have more skin in the game. And so it was absolutely the right thing to do. The things that I really had to pay attention to was how I felt after I was coaching. Did I feel like I was giving them my best? What were the results that we were getting? And I just think having those kind of reviews in place, whether it's monthly, whether it's quarterly, you can't really lie to yourself if you're actually setting aside that time to look at the results that you're getting people. And I think you, I think you do know, it's just sometimes those decisions are really hard to make. Uh, you just got to take that brave step and, and make it even if you're going to upset people. Right. Yeah. I think that's a, a fair way to put it. So to close here, what are some of the resources that maybe you'd recommend for folks who are building membership businesses? So podcasts, blog posts, that kind of thing. So if you're launching my course, let's launch together, of course. (laughs) But there's actually, there's two books that have really helped me. Number one is Clockwork. Uh, I don't know if you've read this word, but it's really good. By Mike Michalowicz. Uh, He wrote Profit First. But Clockwork is really his book around you building the, the most amazing team to help you run your business like Clockwork. And there was an amazing strategy in there and it's called the Queen Bee Role. And it's all identifying you know, within your organization, what is the thing that if you could just do one thing in your business that everything else would work. And so this was actually the book that helped us recognize that for us, like our one thing is coaching. And so we've built the whole membership around the coaching. We built the team around coaching, all about really serving our people. So that's book number one. And for focus, Gary Keller, the one thing. So I'm all about efficiency, productivity, 
staying laser focused, but so much of that is around building that mindset. With memberships, there is a tendency to want to bring in loads and loads of different things. But actually, I think being super focused on the one thing, the one thing that you're launching, the one thing you're building, the one thing you do in your membership is just going to help you build a business that is, <laughs> that's fun, that isn't a drag to build. So those two books are definitely my favorite. And I think your, your readers will really enjoy them if they're building a membership. Awesome. And uh, how can people learn more about you and your business, Laura? So I'm probably more active on Instagram, actually. So you can find me at Laura Phillips with two L's HQ or Facebook. Our username is we love to launch and that'll bring our page. But I mainly hang out on Instagram and uh, love that platform. So please do connect. Great. Thanks for being on the podcast, Laura. Thank you, Ward. Great to be here. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. There's a direct link in the show notes. We really appreciate it. Member Maker is brought to you by MemberSpace. MemberSpace makes it easy to run a membership business by plugging into your existing website so you can protect any page content you choose. Your members can also sign up and manage their account without ever leaving your site. Learn more and start a free trial at memberspace.com.